Welcome to the Leafy Podcast, helping real estate investors and entrepreneurs grow. Let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Leafy Podcast. Today, you have me, Jennifer Gligerich, and Brian Price. Tammy is flying to Boston, and we also have a very special guest. He's an entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience in building businesses from medical clinics to real estate. He's invested in every single kind of real estate. So we're so excited to talk to him because he's done single family flips, large multifamily syndications. He is a former Texan. Well, he'll always be a Texan. Okay. So, cause I'm from Texas. So yeah. You'll always be a Texan. And now he's been living in Oklahoma since 2003. He's married with three kids and we want to melt, uh, welcome Rodney Miller, who is co-founder of tridentmultifamily.com. That's his company, tridentmultifamily.com. So, Brian, if you want to say anything or ask him a Absolutely. question. Absolutely. Hey, All Rodney. right. Well, welcome, Rodney. We appreciate you being here. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, why don't you, uh, you know, how did you get started in, in, in multifamily home investment and real estate? Um, has it always been that way? Or have you had a job before, before you got into this kind of uh, uh, type of? Yeah, I, uh, I was a claims adjuster. And then uh, and, and I was 27 years old. This is the 90s. I'm old. <laughs> And uh, had a chance to to quit my job and and, and go into the medical business and, and bought mm. the clinics and all that. It wasn't until about 2003 that I wanted to get into real estate. I realized that I didn't have a retirement and that uh, I needed to find a way to start um, looking towards the future and, and building some assets that will mm. take care of me and my family in the future. I started having kids. This all happened around 40, I guess, and um, it was just, a, a, you know, I, I, I was going to keep the clinics and keep running the businesses, uh, but uh, needed a way to retire. So real estate has always been a retirement plan for me. It, it's not a, I need cash flow. I need, I need to, you know, make money off of this right away. It's always been something that I've just, like putting money in the bank. It's just yeah. it's something I'm putting away for the future, and it just grows and grows and grows. And someday it will make more than probably you know my 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 full-time businesses and i'll sell those off and go more passive with real estate so that's kind of how it came to be 2003 i started uh buying single family homes uh you know flipping houses and doing the rehabs and all that and then i kind of got into wholesaling houses i got really good at buying them so mm -hmm. i just started wholesaling to other people and then around 2008 when the market crashed there were a lot less buyers so then i just started accumulating houses and buying and holding, you know, and, and, and that was more of a future play. You know, when you're flipping houses and when you're wholesaling houses to other investors, that's for cash flow. You're just trying to make money. Holding okay. houses are more of a long-term play. You got to, you put them, you fix them up, rent them out, and then 10, 15 years later, they're paid off and, and they're just cash flowing for you. It's like kind of like a pension or something. It's just something you can rely on the rest of your life. So I got up to about a hundred houses. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I got about 105 houses now and you know, they're all in various stages of being paid off. And so I, I put them on short-term mortgages, five, 10, 15 year mortgages. Some are paid off, some are getting paid off and some will take a little longer payoff. But you know, it, really with those short-term mortgages, I make no money off of them. It's just something I know someday will be paid off and worth a lot of money. And that's kind of my retirement, my plan, retirement plan overall. So, okay. 
So, but oh. you also do um, multifamily too. So what do you think is a better investment or is it the single family homes that you, you say, state you have, or is it the multifamily? I like multifamily. I waited way too long <laughs> to get into multifamily. I have people ask me all the time. Like I had a surgeon take me to lunch <laughs> and say, Hey man, I, I need retirement too. You know, I'm going to start buying single family houses. And I was like, dude, do you know how many single family houses you would need to accumulate to to replace your income. It's uh -huh. like, what? You don't have the time. You just don't have, you, there's no amount of time that, that lets you accumulate the amount of houses you will need to make sense for you. Think multifamily, mm -hmm. think bigger. You need bigger, bigger chunks of capital deployed and you need to make more money faster. So, um, and that's kind of what I tell everybody now, you know, I, I did single family for so long you know, it took me years to get 100 houses. I could have done 100 units in two or three months, finding the right deal. You know, wow. it's just so much more scalable. Okay. Um, you know, we, we're buying two, 150, two, 300 unit complexes, and we could buy four or five of those a year. Um, the numbers just add a zero to the numbers. You know, they get bigger, faster. And Why do you think it's so, you know, I hear that and I'm like, gosh, that just seems scary. You know, this is this weird feeling but yeah. it isn't and it certainly isn't to you yeah. why do you feel why do you feel i feel that way if you understand what i mean because i felt that way because <laughs> it, it took me two decades to to figure that out i was scared yeah. it was what the rich people did it was mm -hmm. sophisticated you weren't going to buy deals 50 cents on the dollar like you would a little house just a totally different ball game and just never even looked at it i was just scared and then um, I saw somebody else doing it and I was like, well, I'll look into this. So I read a couple books and there's a process. If you yeah. learn the process, you could do it like anybody else. And it's not, it's not a rich man's game. It's a, it's a game of people that you have to change your mindset. Instead of buying single family houses with the bank, you're buying multi-million dollar deals and you're raising capital from other people that want to make mm -hmm. money. And so mm -hmm. you just got to learn a few things that you didn't know before. And one is, raising capital. You know, when we do these deals, we'll raise two or $3 million from people that are tired of stock market returns. They mm -hmm. want to get a 10% cash on cash, 15% overall return. They can't get that in the stock market. Um, and so we, we do these deals and we pitch them to other people and they want, they come join us as partners. And then we, uh, we raise capital from them. And so that's a big part of the deal is learn how to raise capital. But if you read a few books, if you join some programs get some mentors and then partner up with the right people, it's not a hard business to be in. It's actually easier than single family homes and a much more scalable. Interesting. Yeah. So you, so you suggest people get started in multifamily homes, not, not, um, not single family homes. Is that? Absolutely. Okay. I tell you, I've been in single family for years. I've been mm -hmm. to all the real estate club meetings. I know all the players in my okay. area. Nobody's getting rich. I could tell you that. Okay. <laughs> they're just not getting rich. I mean, there might be one or two people that got three or 400 houses and it took them a couple, you know, 15 years and they got them paid off and they're doing yeah. pretty good. Okay. But for the most part, you know, it, it's not a get rich deal. You'll do okay. You know, it, it, I, I just kind of frame it. Do you want a lake house someday or do you mm -hmm. want a beach house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I want the beach house, man. So yeah. I want a okay. cabin in cabin in the mountains and a, a beach house in Florida, you know, right on the right on the water. So yeah, uh, it's just a different mindset. But it it's really it scared me for years. I didn't look at it, but it's like anything else. Once you 
learn about something, it takes the fear out of it. You learn mm-hmm. there's a process you got to follow. And if you're willing to follow the process, you'll make a lot of money. Some people don't want to follow the process because it, it's work. It took me two years of study before I even decided I was going to do, do my first deal. So, What if uh, you don't have the time for all that, but you want to do it? Like, is there any way to quick start it if you don't have, like, you know, we get the same thing. We hear it, you know, too, because, you know, we do asset protection, of course, for, you know, real estate investors. Mm-hmm. So we also get this, but I just have no time and I had no time to structure my thing. And then I got hit by this lawsuit and then no time, you know, I'm a single parent or I've got all these kids or I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. So is there any way that you can think of, like you had mentioned about a mentor, like, I would think that would be the easiest way to quick start it myself. But what do you think about that? Yeah. The best way to get into multifamily is to invest in other people's deals passively. Okay. Um, learn the business, read a lot of books, know what you're looking at. Because the first thing is you got to be able to look at a deal and vet the deal. You got to vet the, you got to know the actual location of the investment. Is it, is the rent growth there? Is it growing? Because you don't want to be in an area where the, where the town is going backwards and dying. You want lots of rent growth in the area. You want a good, stable economy for the local area. And then you look at the, the project itself. Is this thing, is there a good plan in place? So they've taken a B property, a C property to a B property. Is it a B, C property in a B area? And they're going to bring it up to the other comps and have the other <laughs> comps already established. They're going to get their comps. And then the third thing is you got to look at the operator. Who's the operator? Have they been to prison? Are they, are they, <laughs> <laughs> they securities fraud, fraud stuff against them? You got to yeah. learn how to vet the. So there's three things you look at a deal, but you learn that from reading books. You learn that from comparing okay. deal to deal to deal. And um, so the best way to do is start off, invest some money in a passive deal where you don't have to do any work, but you see how money is raised. You see how they deal with you on the SEC forms. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of compliance, you see how you have to vet the property. You get to walk the property uh, if they'll allow you to, and you, you learn how to vet a, an operator. Then if you like that and you invest in a couple deals that way, then you find partners that want to do deals, and then you, you start slowly moving into it. And, and I have my, one of my partners uh, do this. He's a full-time uh, medical device rep. He works his mm-hmm. ass off. Well, yeah, but those are, I know those people. They work When he gets off work and during the day or whatever, when he gets off work, he didn't go watch Netflix. He doesn't, you know, he takes that extra that time and he puts an hour or two in a day and works with, with me and my other partner. He just quit okay. his job awesome. to do this full time. And I, we have, I got story after story of folks that, that, that had full-time jobs, started this and were able to quit their jobs. Mm-hmm. I know a firefighter that just quit his job in our group. Um, he, he, he was a firefighter, invested in multifamily for three years, did his first couple deals with partners, and now he's quit his job, replaced his income. A lot of engineers I know have replaced their income um, and quit their jobs. Uh, a lot of IT people quit mm. their jobs and go into this. Something about this is kind of more a little more analytical. When you do multifamily, you're working with spreadsheets, you're tweaking numbers. You say, if we rent, if we raise the rent ten dollars a month, what's that can do to our overall return? IT people, engineers love that kind of stuff. So they're really good at getting in this business. Yeah. Okay. And I'm terrible at numbers. That's why I brought in a partner who yeah. loves numbers. He's a numbers nerd. He, oh, okay. I throw awesome. everything to him. He puts in a spreadsheet and then, then I poke holes in his theories and all that. See, Brian's an engineer. So <laughs> yeah, I bet you're, you're he's speaking like, my language. Yeah, yeah I can <laughs> just see him going, hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah where well, I hate a spreadsheet and I hate looking at deals. 
on the number side of it, I can throw him anything and he will just love it. And he just that's, that's gets great. those numbers in there, man. He starts tweaking them. We can raise the rents here. We can add, we can get $20 more for parking. We can, uh, we can drop the, the expenses for, you know, heat and air, for utility bills is $40 too much. They're managing mm -hmm. it wrong. We can drop that down and, you know, he just starts tweaking the numbers. Yeah. How we can improve the property and make money. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I noticed you mentioned a few times about reading books and things like that. Um, what what uh, book recommendations would you have for someone that wants to get into kind of multifamily yeah. home investing? I have one here. Oh, here we go. Here's here's a really good book. Can you see that? Here we go. Yeah. Joe Fairless's best ever apartment syndication book. I would start with okay. this. This is the awesome. Bible. Big thick book. <laughs> it explains everything you would need to know about investing in apartments. There's a gentleman Perfect. named Rod Cleef's got a book out. Um, okay. Michael Blanc has a book out. If you just Google um, apartment syndication books or mm -hmm. apartment investing books, there's a ton of information out there. If you read two or three, it's like single family homes. If you read two or three books, yeah. eventually you're going you're gonna to hear the same crap over and over again. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you kind of understand the business. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that simple. Three or four books. It's all the same information maybe pitch to you with different people, but there's only, you know, there's not a lot of different ways you can, you can do a value add um, multifamily property investment. So read two okay. or three books, you'll understand it. So you start with the books. After you read them, if you think you can do it and you want to do it, then you look for groups. Mm. Where can I get into a multifamily group? Look for your local meetup, local okay. meetups for multifamily in every city. Join the meetup group. You'll, you'll be once a month with people that are doing multifamily. You'll start making connections. Then if you want to take it a step further, find a mentor, a mentor uh, or a coach. You could, you could partner with somebody. Sometimes they'll bring you in. If you put money into a deal, they'll mentor you. Sometimes they'll charge you $30,000 and hold your hand for a couple of years. You know, it depends on how fast you want to, you mm -hmm. want to get into the business. I paid 30 grand for a mentor. Oh, okay. Uh, and I joined a big group of people out of Dallas. And then I just made it a point to go there network, network, network. And that's where I found my two partners. So, oh, okay. That's awesome. In, in the meantime, I was investing passively in other people's deals, kind of learning yeah. the business. And so um, okay. it just depends. On, you just got to throw yourself into it. If you don't have time, you got to evaluate your life. Are you watching Netflix? Are you watching TV <laughs> at night? I mean, what are you doing with your time? I mean, everybody's yeah. got an extra hour or two they could, they, they could mm -hmm. spend a day. So mm -hmm. are you getting up at 5 a.m.? Are you getting up at 6, 7 a.m.? You know? Yeah. You can always find more time. Do you find that it's better to do in the morning, like part of your morning ritual, or do you think that even at night it's, it's good to find that time? What What do you usually do to suggest for other people to, to kind of find the time to do this? I, I I'm a five a.m. guy. I get up early, oh, yeah. take my girls. I have an ice skater, so I drop off at ice skating at six a.m. I read I read my books in the morning. Hmm get my workout and all that in the morning. So, and I have the luxury of, I, I get in the office around 9 a.m. So I have a big chunk of time in the mornings, but you just got to find, you know, if you, if you, if you have a full-time job and you got a lunch hour, read on the lunch hour, just find the time, find the time to do it. But I think that's the barrier of most people just don't think they have time, but if they really value their life, everybody's got a little bit of time. They could, they could, they could squeeze out of yeah. the day to learn mm -hmm. and improve themselves. So, 
Well, that's really interesting. I, I would think that, you know, I, I think people get, um, especially younger, younger people, they're like, what, what do you mean a mentor? I've got to meet, I've got a network that just seems like so much. Like, what if they don't have really the personality for that? <laughs> so, I mean, what, you know what I mean? How would it be an easier way to find a, a, a mentor? Or do you really think that it is critical to do the meetups and, and things like that? Well, this is a relationship business. So if you're not a people person, you need to become one because <laughs> if you want to raise capital, you got to get there and shake a lot of hands. If you want, yeah. if, this is a partnership business. If you want partners, you got to go meet them and find them. They got to like you. You got to like them. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're not a people person, this, you know, it, you don't have to be people. I, I've met plenty of people that seem like introverts in this business, but mm -hmm. you have to get out of your comfort zone and you, you're mm -hmm. going to have to go get out in the world this isn't something you can do yeah. from your from your desktop you, but you, you feel really... in your in your in your mind this is really the way to go though because you know people are getting so scared now that there's going to be a recession and they're looking at everything and they're worried um do you feel like now is the time the better time to do it because you've already survived a big recession mm -hmm. so what do you think for people that are like nervous but they're almost nervous to start because they're worried there's a recession and then they don't want to get stuck. Do you still think that it would be good for them? Yeah, I, I think you should, you know, you can't time the market. You can't time the real estate market. You know, in 2008, when the bottom fell out, I had about 60 houses. Mm -hmm. People kept paying rent. I mean, I, I deal in apartments and in housing. I deal in kind of your bread and butter houses, plumbers, mm -hmm. electricians, Starbucks workers, retail workers, Fast food workers, uh, you know, my average house rent is seven fifty a month. So I don't go for the high end stuff. I like the bread and butters. When the economy okay. tanks, those most of those people have some form of employment. And you know, you can look at charts in two thousand eight when the economy fell and the housing bubble burst, and and you could see the chart. Housing prices went like this. Multifamily prices also kind of took a turn, not as bad. But the cash flow stayed like this. So you uh -oh. couldn't sell your multifamily because mm -hmm. the value wasn't there, but mm -hmm. they kept making money. So if yeah. you were an investor in multifamily, you kept making money. People, yeah, because if people lose their, their house, they still have to have a place to live. I mean, you're yeah. absolutely correct. And yeah. you're not so the we, one we talk to, but yeah. That's why we like C properties. So you got four classes of properties. You guys might mm -hmm. know this, but the A is going to be yeah. your, your best apartment complex in the nicest area next to the nicest mall higher rents. It's going to be your professionals that choose to live in an apartment, but could live in a house if they want to. These plumbers, electricians, higher, higher class teachers, firefighters, um, they're going to be not in the great, they're still in good areas, but they're not going to be in the A areas. And they're going to be built in the eighties, a little bit older property. Okay. Uh, the A's are going to be built. They're brand new. They, they, you know, they've been built in the last five or 10 years, have all the amenities, have all the great stuff, the gray flooring and the gray countertops, all that cool stuff. C's is going to be your workforce housing. That's going to be your retail workers, um, your plumbers, electricians, your, your fast food workers, stuff like that. And then D is your Section 8 properties, your war zones. You don't want to go to at night. They're scary. <laughs> the government yeah. subsidizes your rent. So the only place for the C – so when the economy tanks, A's go to B's. <laughs> B's go to C's. C's can't go to D's because D's are basically – you know they don't want to live there. And then D's go to well, there's mobile home parks and then you're homeless. So that's basically the, okay. <laughs> how, how that works out. Yeah. 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 So we like C's. C's are not war zones. They're good. You can make them nice, good, clean yeah. 
properties, you can improve them uh, and do a lot with them. But, but they're the ones that are going to be the most stable in a downturn economy. So okay. for your folks out there, they're scared of the economy and scared of the worst place you can have your money in a downturn economy is the stock market and the bank. Okay. Those are the two worst places you can have. Uh, so, um, sink your money in some good C-class real estate, whether it be single family houses or whether it be, um, uh, multifamily, that's okay. where you want your money. It's stable. It's not awesome. going anywhere. They're not building any more C properties. Everything I build now is A's. You can't build a C property. They're mm -hmm. too expensive to build. So, right. uh, C stay C's forever. So, okay. um, well, I think go to D's, I guess. I mean, but yeah. In fact, you know, uh, we're, we're big, uh, bigger pockets. Uh, you know, we, we love that, that, you know, uh, platform. And uh, they just came out with a blog post about like, don't invest in section eight. Why is, why this can be such a nightmare outlaying, you know, a lot of the stuff that you talked about, you know, for investors, because there are specific investors who, uh, I guess they target it because, um, there are programs and things like that, that help investors get in there and, and they were weighing that like you'll get this if you do all this paperwork so you're going to spend all this time money and effort on paperwork and then you have to redo it and you have to just chase it down just to be able to get into it and how in the end you know basically saying what you you know b and c <laughs> yeah c, yeah yeah and yeah. I, I do have some section eight houses i'll tell you i got about 15 section eight houses uh -huh. and they're okay you know uh -huh. they are you've got to go through inspections once a year and mm -hmm. you know you got to deal with the government a little bit but the check comes every month um the tenants are are fairly decent if you, you still got to screen them really well you got to make sure they right. got a good rental history and all that so you yeah. can make it work usually when they move out you you have a lot more rehab you know it's usually a lot of times a single mom with four kids and so the, your house takes a little more of a beating you know yeah. than, than than it would if you Want to do in Section Eight, but okay. overall, so, my tenants in Section Eight stay longer, and so okay. it just—it's it, kind of you just plan for that. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't have a, a multifamily complex with all Section Eight tenants. I can tell you that. Yeah, but a house here and there, not too big of a deal. Okay, okay. so you can do it. It's probably, but not probably your first house. You probably don't want to do a Section Eight type of housing. Yeah, probably <laughs> wouldn't. But yeah, you probably want to get seasoned first with some non-Section yeah. Eight stuff. Might, right. might be a bigger, better plan. Yeah. So when did you start with, when did you co-found Trident Multifamily? Trident Multifamily is a couple of years old. So mm -hmm. my partners and I, we were all investing in other people's deals. Uh -huh. We had been general partners on other deals and key principals uh, on other deals. And we met and we kept meeting at conferences and uh, we just kind of formed an alliance and we said, let's, let's, let's take down a deal together. So we, we started, you know, started looking for deals and um, we found a deal in Pryor, Oklahoma, um, small little town, a uh, hundred unit complex is $4 million deal. That was our first deal. And um, it, it worked out really good. It was next to the Google's putting little data centers all over the country. And it was mm -hmm. Pryor, Oklahoma. It's kind of a weird little deal. It's, it's east of Tulsa, about 45 minutes east of Tulsa. Mm -hmm. 20,000 people, but they Google put a data center there uh, about a decade ago and they just keep putting money into that little town. And mm -hmm. um, they just announced another $2 billion going into that town. So wow. it just wow. keeps getting better. And that town is just everything's full. Everything was packed in the town. We found this apartment complex. It was not, it was hundred percent occupied, but the rents were mm -hmm. still low. It was uh, Mitt Romney's son, actually. We didn't know it until we were midway through the deal. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think Mitt kind of tipped his son off a, a while back and said, hey, son, 
Google. It's probably why else would he invest in private <laughs> right. you know, hundred units? So he yeah. was selling. He had already made a lot of money off the complex and mm. lived out of state. What didn't do a lot of improvements to it. So we we bought it. Already cash flow and doing really well, and we just had a, a plan to slowly raise the rents, put a little more money into the complex, make it a little nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worked out really good. So uh, okay. the partnership, that was the first deal. We said, let's try a deal together. It worked great. We liked each other. Uh, there was no backbiting or fighting or anything. So mm-hmm. we decided to keep working together. And so we formed Trident Multifamily, and uh, okay. we just brought in an equity raiser out of Chicago. His name's okay. Glenn, and he raises equity for um, – startups in semi valley silicon valley and he is oh. going to start raising capital for our deals so we can do oh, bigger okay. bigger badder deals so excellent well, so great. if if people wanted to invest with you um in that how do most of your you mentioned a lot of you know it people and engineers investing with you how are people investing into these deals are they just basically have a bunch of savings or are they pulling out from the 401k or how is that kind of working yeah, you can do you could do cash in these deals just out of your savings account. Mm-hmm. You can do use IRA money. It works really okay. well for this. Four one solo four one Ks. If you have a four one K with the company, you obviously can't use that unless you quit your job or, yeah. or move jobs and transfer that into a, a solo four one K or an IRA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we take all forms of that. I like my IRA's got oh, okay. That's how I started. I use my IRA money to invest in other people's deals. So got it. Okay. So you would use like a like a self-directed IRA or something like that, or yeah, it had to be self-directed. Oh, yeah. okay. So you can do a Roth, uh, traditional IRA, solo four hundred one k, anything like that mm-hmm. works really well. Okay. Yep. Well, that's and the good thing about these properties, we also do a lot of you get a a lot of depreciation with ops, which offsets your your income. So mm-hmm. we, a lot of these deals, we do forced depreciation. We'll go in there and okay. have an engineering firm. We'll, we'll, we'll look at the toilets, the fixtures, the flooring and all that. And we'll speed up that depreciation to year one or year oh. one and two. And we were able to offset that, uh, that, uh, depreciation offsets the, basically the, the gain on the, on, on the cash flow that you're getting. You, we have, you have to account for that. When we finally sell the property, we have to recapture mm-hmm. that but it pushes mm-hmm. most of your profits to a capital gains profit, which is 15%. Oh, I see. Okay. As opposed to you know, 30 or 40% if you're in a higher tax bracket. Mm-hmm. So little, little things like that, that, that make yeah. multifamily kind of cool. That's that is really cool. Yeah. 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 That is really cool. So you had, um, I had been reading some of the stuff that you had where you talked about how a self-directed IRA, you know, which we, of course we always, we, we, like that but i want to hear your take on why it's so good to use a self-directed ira with real estate to help make you rich so i want to hear your spin on that man it's just uh i mean anything you can do and not pay taxes on i've got a roth ira uh, mm-hmm. with equity trust mm-hmm. um and it owns i haven't looked at it lately but I, it probably owns 30 houses mm-hmm. and um you could just grow your capital so much faster if you're not paying taxes. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was the cash flow on those houses, you know, the IRA owns the houses. Right. The cash flow at one point I could buy a house every six months off the cash flow, you know, the the, the rents mm-hmm. would go back right. into the IRA. You can't touch it. So right. before you knew it, I had 30, 40 grand and I could go buy another house. Then oh. it, then that happened every three months. And then that happened every two months. And now basically we can buy a house every month out of the thing. And it just keeps growing and growing 
and growing. And it's just, uh, and it's a Roth. I'll never pay taxes on that. So, yeah. you know, when I'm 59 and a half, I can start pulling that money out absolutely tax-free unless the government comes, you know, does something stupid. But, <laughs> but for now, the way the law reads is I've already paid the taxes with poor okay. money in the IRA. Awesome. And, uh, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, but with a Roth or with an IRA, you can only put 5000 a year in there. I'll, it'll take me forever. Well, if you, if you learn to use real estate, mm-hmm. leverage that real estate, you can find ways to take that 5000 you put in that year and make it twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 by flipping a house out of there or investing in somebody else's deal, yeah. or, you know, doing a, a wholesale flip out of there. There's the ways to grow that really fast. Um, yeah, it's the smart, it is the smart way to do it. And you yeah. don't have to, you know, I think that the problem uh, is, is, and we just were in a podcast with someone else talking about how you just see the people like you see you, we meet you, right? So you're at tridentmultifamily.com and you've done all this and you've got hundreds of properties and blah, 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 blah. But they don't hear the story of how that had to build up. You know, you didn't start out with a silver spoon in your mouth, you know, Mitt Romney's son, <laughs> with cat, you know, flush with cash, you know, the, the, you know, it's just the money's just coming out of your pockets, just, you know, ready. You just had that, right? You had yeah. to build that up. You had been working before. You had to make a leap from being a W-2 person to an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, it's a process that gets there to where you are, where you're at now. You didn't start out like that. But if you make smart decisions, you know, I, you can, just like you said, it can happen a lot quicker than you think. If oh, you totally. The, I think I took the slow path. It could be so much faster, you know, yeah. if, you know, looking back, I think <clears throat> there are things I could have done to really speed up the process, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, first thing, yeah, the IRA thing is easy. You, there's Quest IRA, there's Equity Trust Company, uh, which is trustetc.com. If you mm-hmm. want to do IRA stuff, go look those companies up or just Google self-directed IRA custodians and these, these companies or come to on, leafy legal. You guys do self-directed IRAs. There you go. Um, okay. Um, there's so many resources out there. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it, it, it's crazy. Do you, do you guys do checkbook IRAs, by the way? Yes, we do. With the I'm going to call you because that's next on my list. Oh, good. Oh, okay. awesome. <laughs> yeah, Tired right. of paying those big fees. I want to go checkbook IRAs. So. That's right. That's oh, okay. right. You want to be Perfect. self-directed. And Absolutely. Yeah. So it just comes to, you know, you just got to educate yourself, have the desire and the willingness to put the time, you know, the mm-hmm. time in. If you don't, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if you're not willing to, to start putting the time in and, and looking for those opportunities, it's never going to happen for you. Yeah. So, okay. Unfortunately, most people won't do that. Yeah. So well, maybe they'll listen. Maybe, maybe this will be the bug. That's what we're hoping to do. You know, there are so many uh, people out there that we want to be able to touch. And this was our realm, Brian and I, this was our mm-hmm. realm, uh, digital marketers, getting people to be entrepreneurs. We started out helping people online business. Brian has scaled e-commerce business, Amazon business, network marketing, affiliate marketing. And in all of these events, we've got a live events all over the world and we meet people talking about real estate investing. And then I took a project scaling up another asset protection and actual law firm. And, uh, 
brought a team there and we were like, this is really it because this ties into everything that we're doing, but it really kind of is the linchpin, everything that you've talked about. If you can start out with this type of investing, anybody can start out to be a real estate investor. If you just get the knowledge, then this can springboard you to really having freedom and you can do whatever you want. And it isn't as scary because it's actual real estate. You know, trying to send, sell someone a biz op opportunity, you know, with mentorships or just affiliate marketing, that's kind of like woo woo for people. You know, what do you mean? I meet these people, where's this product and what do I hold? Um, but this is a lot different. You have, yeah. you know, houses and people have to pay rents and, and sure. uh, there's a way to do it that can fund a lot of other things. Plus you're bringing beauty into the world. You know, just a, a one house flipper, look what you've done. You've, you've taken this property, you've rescued it and you've made it livable again. You've improved your community. You've given a home to a family and you've helped the environment with that. They're not going to go build another big old thing you're able to do that or you know yeah. for, for people so you know there's just a lot more that's i i i, I feel that's kind of like really cool you know yeah that's a fun <laughs> business too i mean real estate's fun it just being self-employed is fun you guys know it's yeah it's nothing like it man it's true freedom you're not really free if you got a nine-to-five job your whole freaking life it, that's true freedom is finding a way to support yourself and not have to punch that clock, man. I just can't stress that enough. I try to tell my nephews that, but they won't listen to me. They both have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a feeling, there's this idea of safety, that you're safer. And you know what? You need to do that. You need to punch that clock when you're you're young for a while. You need that. I, I strongly believe that more people probably need to suffer. <laughs> Because <laughs> so no, it teaches I, I agree. you character, you know, yeah. and, and discipline, and yeah. that you have to get along with people. And sometimes, yep. you know, it's not uh, echo chamber social media where I'm only going. I'm going to block everyone that doesn't say what I want them to say. I'm only going to hear what makes me feel great about myself. Well, yeah. work's not like that. The real life is not like that. You have to live in a diverse world in a diverse culture and hear a lot of things that you don't like and you have to open your mind and your experience to it and be able to say this resonates with me and I, I and this has gotten through to me maybe I was wrong or no this only solidifies my point of view that's what makes you a grown-up you know sure sure will you come talk to my kids for me they won't listen to me <laughs> <laughs> I talk to kids all the time yeah I'd be happy to I'd they need happy. to hear they need to hear what you're saying absolutely just, <laughs> just get on a call with us and we'll We'll straighten them out. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right. I think I think it's good to go go if you get out of college or whatever you high school or whatever, you mm -hmm. should go work for a few years and then yeah. you know, yeah. then formulate your your exit strategy, your skate plan. And now yeah. there's not a better time than now. You know, twenty years ago, if you wanted to learn how to flip houses, you had to like find that late night guru on TV and order his program and get in the mail. There's so much crap out there now on YouTube. Uh there's everything you need to know is on the internet. You can find yes. everything. You can, you can read a few books on it, get your information from the internet and then go join a meetup group. There's so many single family home uh, and multifamily home uh, investment groups out there that, that all you, you just got to throw yourself in the arena, man. That's all you got to yeah. do. Right. And, and, and it's, there's not a better time. There's so much information out there. It's easy to learn the business. You yeah. just got to be willing to do it. So that's right. Well, that's a, if you hate your job, yeah. if you want to get out, stop screwing around mm -hmm. and get out there and, and start meeting people that are doing what you want to do. And, and more than anything, learning is one thing, but when you start seeing people that are doing it and don't have mm -hmm. jobs, 
that really opens the whole world to you. You say, oh my God, this actually works. This is happening. And when you yeah. see other people achieving their dreams and achieving their goals and quitting their jobs, then it, it really brings everything into focus and, and, yeah. and helps you wrap your brain around the fact that it can't be done. Because that's 90% yeah. of it. Is you got to convince yourself that you can do it. And seeing other people do it yeah. will help you get there. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great way to end it on. This was really a, I really liked meeting you. Yeah, we learned yeah. a lot of stuff. So again, everybody, this is a Rodney and he is with tridentmultifamily.com. We have a ton of links. If you want to send information or find out more about him and all this incredible education that he's given us, we're going to put all the links with, with the podcast. We're going to drop them all down for you guys. And um, I just wanted to thank you again for being here. And Brian, did you have anything you wanted to tell him? You know? Yeah, this was great. I think the, the multifamily home to get started, I think, was uh, a really big thing for me because I, I always thought me should do with single family homes, but doing the multifamily home thing, I think, is, is, is brilliant. I think it's definitely something that uh, a lot of listeners can do. And I know I got a lot out of this. So I, I can't thank you enough, Rodney, for being here and uh, awesome. you know, sharing your wisdom with us. I really enjoyed it. You guys, yeah. everybody out there, go get your IRA checkbook, right. self-directed IRA. <laughs> you got to have one, man. You got to have one. But I appreciate you guys having me. It's been a blast. And, and I just appreciate you having me on the, the show. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank, and you, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Again, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, Podbean, Libsyn. And you just have a great, <laughs> wonderful day. And y'all go get your multifamily. You can do it. We can all do it. Thanks, and we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. See you. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.